Happy Sunday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Isle of Dr. Garneau. Once again, I have Dr. Chris Garneau with me. How are you doing today? Hey, doing pretty good, man. All right. So, uh, you know, we have kind of touched on this subject a few different few different shows, a few different times, the, uh, the shootings that have happened. There's been um, an uptick in, in mass shootings. So, you know, what, what, is, what is it that you're finding interesting about this, this particular subject? Okay, well, first off, uh, let's talk about some quick, uh, quick uh, stats or facts. So, um, what's interesting about violence in the United States, it's actually been on the downturn for about 20 years. So, violent crimes have actually uh, been reducing. Our homicide rate has gone down. We have about 14,000 homicides per year of all sorts. So you can look homicides by whatever weapon or no weapon or whatever happens. Homicide meaning intentional, not manslaughter, intentional killing. Uh, so 14,000, but our population keeps increasing. So if that number stays constant, that means that our murder rate's actually going down. Mm. So about two thirds of those are gun deaths, meaning we have about 10,000 gun deaths a year. Um, and that is so far beyond any comparable nation. I mean, it's not even close. There's not. There's not another comparable nation, is there? Yeah. Maybe a third world country. I mean, uh, yeah, we'd have to be. We'd, we'd be. We'd be looking at developing nations, essentially. When you look at that, that kind of murder rates. I mean, you don't find it anywhere in Western Europe, Japan, Australia, Canada, nothing like that. Uh, so you know, I mean, so it, it it comes around to this idea of well, you know, what role do guns play? So. The mass shootings, we, we usually classify a mass shooting as a shooting where uh, three or more people are shot or four or more people are shot at the same time. Um, in fact, we even have a, a term that's, that's used sometimes. People talk about they get really frustrated with life and they start shooting. It's called going postal. That's actually yes. a reference to Edmond, uh, the post office in Edmond, Oklahoma. There was mm -hmm. a mass shooting years ago there. Um, one of the original mass shootings. That was one of the first ones. And so, you know, the question uh, arises, like, we... We've always had mass shootings ever since we had the ability to pull a trigger quickly. Um, you know, we didn't have mass shootings when there were muskets, as far as I know of. Uh, your callers or, or listeners can uh, <laughs> certainly write in and, and, and contradict me if I, yeah. I, I'm just going to make a guess saying that that was not something that happened. Yeah. There could have been mass stabbings or it could have been, I don't know. But the point is like. Hey, we had a mass stabbing just not too long ago in California. That's right. Oh, I did hear about that. Okay. So it's possible. So. Uh, but I, I think what they say, it took police, in, in the Dayton shooter, it took police nine minutes to respond, which is pretty fast. I mean, you know, it's less than 10 minutes. But in that time, I think he shot 30 people, something like that. Mm. And uh, the point is, you can't, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that has to do with increasing technology and guns. And I'm not a, I'm not a banned guns person, personally. Um, I grew up on a farm. Uh, my family had, we never really hunted, but, you know, we ate our own beef. And so... That was just the circle of life, and so my yeah. dad would go out with a, a rifle and come back, and we'd eat for the next, you know, several months. We'd have a, a full cow that we could stock the freezer with. Anyways, yeah. and you shoot coyotes. Coyotes are, you know, they get into the, the chickens and the dogs and porcupines and stuff like that. Yeah. So, just growing up in the country, we used guns. So I was never like afraid of them or anything. Um, so, I mean, just my my own personal perspective on it is I I don't believe in banning things because I don't. I think that pushes it to the black market yeah. more than anything. Um, same thing with drugs or anything else. You know, you, you in, ban it in the prohibition on drugs. Yeah, you know, you, you ban it and, it and shady characters take it over. But mm -hmm. you, you, you legalize it and it's in the light, and that's where you get to regulate it. So I'm, there's a difference prostitution. between prostitution, abortion, 
you know, any of these types of things where mm. we know these things have been around forever. And they're going to continue to be they're around. They're continue to be around. So you have two choices. You can ban it and then turn a blind eye to it and know like that it it's happening. Happen. Exactly. Or you can say, okay, this is what's going on, so we need to reduce the harm associated with it. And when it comes to guns, reducing the harm means regulations and just mm -hmm. figuring out common sense, you know, if I, what, what do you have to go through to get a car? You got to get, you know, take a test, get a driver's license, mm -hmm. you got to register your vehicle, you have to make sure you make have sure insurance, insurance on it yeah. and that kind of thing. So some people have said, could it's it's not that hard for people to do it for their vehicles, why not have them do it for their guns? So you got to make sure that your your car has to be road ready, make sure your gun is, is safe, has, has been cleaned, has all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I think gun insurance isn't a bad idea. I know a lot of people would be really upset about it. Um, you know, it could be something that's... Liability insurance? Yeah, you know. Um, I, 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 Especially when you're talking about uh, open carry. I mean, we're like yeah. Wild West again. I it, mean... And, and I even think just like insurance for hunting. Um, I, I mm -hmm. you know, coming from Montana, there are people who are crossing barbed wire fences, their gun goes off, they're, um, you know, mm -hmm. or, or you're shooting off into the distance and you're supposed to be able to see what's going on, but, you know, accidents happen all the yeah. time because of hunting accidents and, and these kinds of things. So the point is, there are things that we can do to make things safer, just like we did with cars. You well, know? What, what bothers me is that this subject in particular, uh, along with another, uh, not, well, quite a few, I guess it's the political climate that we're in right now, it seems to be people think everything is a black and white issue. So it's always either everybody gets an AR-15 with a 100-round magazine. Yep. Or else nobody gets, <laughs> exactly. they're, they're going to take everybody's guns. Right, right. There's, there's no gray area there. Like, I, that's what I don't understand. Like, these, these people are so staunchly against any kind of gun regulation. And even something as simple as registration. The state of Oklahoma wants to know if I have a car registered that's on the road for, for good reasons, right? It's not like, <laughs> yeah. it, this isn't, uh, the government <laughs> wants to know where I'm at. No, no one knows where my Prius is during the day. Nobody cares, right? Yeah. It's just that it's been registered. It had to go through basic, you know. So that I'm keeping up on it. And yeah, they do make money off of it. That's true. And probably pay a little bit more for that. Um, but, you know, the, the larger point is, yeah, it's not an all or nothing thing. It's, it's they're, they're sensible I think there are sensible ways to approach gun ownership. But the problem is we never get to talk about gun ownership and we never get to talk about like what a reasonable society with guns looks like because every time something like this happens, it's, oh, this horrible thing happened and we're all in mourning and we're all like, you know, wondering what to do. The Onion has been releasing this article every mass shooting. It was like only country where this happens repeatedly wonders why does this keep happening? You know, and like yeah. they, and this, this, I think the article was written in like 2006 or something and they, they repost it every time this happens. And it's, 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 it's satire, but it's almost become like this huge political statement. Like we, we are paralyzed and then if you are, if you want to call for uh, sensible gun regulations, then you're being insensitive to this thing that just happened. So it's almost like uh, the NRA and those who are um, very, and I'll openly speak against the NRA, I think their position has become very extreme. Um, but if you, if you look at uh, the response is almost like you can't respond to it. It's, it's inconsiderate to respond to it. We can't do that. So this last time, now we have the president weighing in and, and this isn't the first time I've heard this argument, saying it's mental health, it's video games. Uh, <laughs> the last one, I, okay, so let's just take video games first. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a major gamer. Here, I got one gaming system at home. It's, uh, 
it's an old NES. They they sell oh, those minis. Uh, so like uh, last night, my son and I were playing Tech Mobile. Oh uh, man, oh, yeah. And, uh, punch out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the good old days, right there. I'm not on the cutting edge of it, but they got sh they got uh, uh, was it Galactica or Galaga? Yeah. Uh, there's some shooting games on there. Duck um, Hunt. Duck Hunt. Yeah, Nintendo, when you got a Nintendo in the 90s, they gave you a gun. Yeah, it came you, with a gun. It came, yeah. it came with a gun. I got that one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, you know, we, that was one of those birthday presents that we got as a all three of us kids. We, yeah. we got a Nintendo. And it was the only game we had for years. We didn't, all we had was that one cartridge that had Mario and Duck Hunt on it. You can play. You can play it for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're sitting there shooting, shooting those ducks. And crazy technology. You can just point the gun at the screen, and it knows. Yeah, it knows if you're getting it or not. Still yeah. don't know how that works. But uh, Nintendo so has always been on the cutting edge of that kind of stuff, though, because they did the remember the glove. That's the power glove. The glove. They had the track yep. and field mat. Oh, remember the track that's and like field way mat? before we stuff. Yeah, yeah, like they had they they were on the cutting edge of all of this kind of stuff. The the motion sensor stuff, that kind of stuff. Right. Like the Wii. I mean, that was like twelve years ago. They had the Wii where you could like yeah play tennis Mario and... Kart on the Wii was one oh, of the yeah. funnest games I've ever played. You the wheel and yeah. The the Tiger Woods golf on the Wii was yep. one of the fun. I wasted so many nights <laughs> just playing Tiger Woods golf because. You had to hold the, the thing just right. If you turned it a little bit one way or the other, it would hook or slice or, you right. know, depending on how hard you hit it and how you swung and all that kind of stuff. It got really into it. Was, it, it was a good know? simulation. I used to yeah. play disc golf. That was, they had this okay. game yeah, disc yeah, golf. Yeah, it was yeah. a blast. <clears throat> so, I don't know. I mean, I mean here's, here's the thing. Millions of people are gaming now. And, and we can even look, one of, the, one of the biggest markets for gaming in the past 10 years has been um, retirement homes and elderly establishments, because huh. you got uh, folks that maybe remember their kids playing this stuff, but they, like uh, my mom, her retirement place had a Wii, and they brought this in, and a lot of the older folks. See, that's folks, awesome. They, you know, it gives and, them something and get, to do. And, and, and it's uh, physical. And it's physical. Even if you have to sit down and do it, you it, know, you can do it in a wheelchair or something. Exactly, you know? and, and it was, so. They have fishing games yeah. and all kind of stuff, you know? <laughs> so here's the issue. Everyone's playing these games. But these mass shooters look real similar. Um, we're talking young men specifically, yeah. right? But a lot of women are playing games. A lot of old people are playing oh, games. Yeah. A lot of so these are young, closeted white Christians. A lot of them are. are. Yes, absolutely. And if we look at the Dayton and the El Paso shooters, this is exactly you know they, they were I think maybe a year apart, 20, 21 years old, um, and we know this is the age age range at which crime happens, the age and gender intersection. Young men commit most of the crime in this country. So you I know, believe that. You know, like, I, I mean, if we were going to profile any places, it would be like a YMCA. Or, I'm just joking. Not the <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, but, you know, the, 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 point, the point is, is like, it doesn't make any sense when you, when you offer up this explanation. And, and, and there have been studies that show that... There's um, no link. I mean, if, if anything, people that have aggressive tendencies maybe want to play these types of games, but it shows that they actually blow off steam. Now. Yeah, yeah. They're actually, it's sort of a release valve, cathartic, mm -hmm. you know. Um, you see a lot of athletes, you know. I mean, in order to be an NFL player, you've got to be a violent person. Yes, I mean, absolutely. just in order to succeed in that league, unless maybe you're a punter or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> oh, you got to want to hit and hurt people. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. And you can't just turn it off. I right. mean, you know what I mean? And we see these guys that are, you know, 
some of them have problems off the field right because you know they can't turn it off but you see a lot of them that play games play video games especially games about their own sport yeah NFL players love to play Madden. I've seen the video. You know what I mean? It's interesting watching them play play with their Yeah, own. because they're so hype and they're like, you know, like screaming at the game and you yeah. know, and it's it's a release for them to be able to do that without going out and actually physically hurting somebody. Right. You know? And and, and I, I think it's the same thing is is what we're seeing in the research, which is, you know, it's I, I, I personally don't play first shooter games, but it's just because I don't, I mean, I don't really play games at all, but you know, it, they don't really do it for me all that much. Um, the, the, the excessively violent and gory stuff, I know there's a lot of stuff out there that's like that. You know, uh, and I'll, I used to like Doom. And, oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, I remember that. Uh, GoldenEye, 007. Oh, that was a huge one. Yeah, that, that was the one that kind of really kicked it off. Yeah. It was GoldenEye, and that was, you know, if, if people don't know about GoldenEye, this is 007, this is Nintendo 64, uh, it was a first-person shooter, four players. That was huge. You had all these these different levels oh, and man. guns all that you could get. Oh my parties! I remember oh, that game was. God. All my yeah, man. I, yeah, I had friends. You that could were so you could that. waste you could waste some hours. That and Mario Kart. I mean Mario Kart yeah. on the on the sixty four. I mean every Mario Kart game that has come out has been it's been awesome. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. But I mean. But yeah, these these shooter games have been around for years. You know, they they've been trying to blame. Uh, I, I was like, are they going to try to blame Eminem and Marilyn Manson again? Because yeah, I know. They, because it's, whenever I was in high school, whenever Columbine happened, yep, that is exactly what they. Oh well, they listened to a lot of Eminem and Marilyn Manson. That must have been why they're putting they were planting it in their brains. Yeah, you know, like it, 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 <laughs> they need D. Snyder from. Twisted sister to go back up to Congress again and give his his speech. He gave a speech in like '88 on. Yeah. You know, he sat up there and said, "Hey, you know, this is our freedom of speech, and we get." I think video games is kind of the same thing. I think it's it, it's honestly, and and I've got kids too. I know what games they have. I know what they're doing for the most part. I try to keep yeah. tabs on it. They know that there are certain things I'm not okay with, whether that's movies, television, video games. You know, that's a. I think that's a family issue more than anything. And see, I tend to be more like. I'm not gonna try to shield you from something that you're gonna you're gonna see eventually, right. you know. And and once you're of a certain age, and you know, you know what's what's going on. And you can you can you can, you can kind of ease into that. Like so, Netflix yeah. has Stranger Things, which is about junior high kids. Well, I got a kid that's going into junior high, and a lot of his friends are watching. He's like, hey, you know, can we watch this? And there's some language in it, and sexual content and stuff, and not nothing bad. I mean, it's yeah. we're talking PG-13 type yeah. stuff, yeah. you know. Um, and so, so we watched it, and I'd seen all of it ahead of time. And so, what we did is I paused it at certain parts, and I'm just like, do you, do you know what's going on here right now? Or you know, we talk, we talk about words like, okay, so you hear these words that they're saying. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, you've heard these already, right? He's like, yeah, I've heard these before. You know, <laughs> yeah. these kids by the time they're eight have heard most, most. Well, I grew up in Anadarko, so we had the full. I mean, you had a full you range of cuss words, yeah. uh, inappropriate. Um, you have, a, I mean, by the time you're in high school, you have a full range of inappropriate tribal words from different tribes, you know, and in a darko. So I mean, you can you can say a word in a certain tribal language, and anybody from that area knows exactly what you're talking about. Right. So, but yeah. but you learn as as a kid, he knows what he can say around his friends, and he knows when yeah. we go visit grandma, what we uh -huh. see. They're smart. They yeah, get it. Yeah. You know. And that's what I, you know, I, I've told my boys before, listen, I know y'all are going to cuss around your little friends and do whatever you're going to do. Just don't do it around your mom. Don't do it around your sisters. Don't do it around, you know, adults. Yep. 
Yeah, you know, no. be be wary of your of your surroundings. And so, and I, I think we need to give definitely give people more credit, give kids more credit when it comes to this. If they're playing video games, that doesn't mean it's changing their psychology. It doesn't mean they're becoming violent. I played video games my whole childhood on into adulthood. I've recently tried to cut back because I would just, I mean, I've got like the addictive personality. Yeah, it can like, be a time suck. Once, yeah. I, once I start, like I said, that, that we that my kids had, I mean, I would spend <laughs> yeah. all night just playing Tiger They go Woods. to bed yeah. and they're like... <laughs> you know, like finished a whole tour season, you know? And like <laughs> It's six in the morning, you feel yeah. real good about yourself. <laughs> yeah, like finished off a 12-pack of beer and like just sitting there just going, like just playing. And yeah, don't know where the time went. But yeah. Yeah. I, never, I never once wanted to like, I mean... Playing those games never made me want to go do the real thing. I never got through playing Grand Theft Auto and decided I wanted to go steal a car and Absolutely. run somebody over. Right, right. It's it, it. And the other thing, too, is we don't live in, in a vacuum. The United States isn't the only place that has violent video games. They play violent video games everywhere. Japan has more violence in their video games, movies, TV, all of that than... than America does easily. And very few homicides. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing about it is some people have guns in Japan, but very, very few. First off, they don't want them. It's a different culture than it yeah. is here. Uh, they resort to sword violence. They have, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't know what they do over there. Um, Just uh, fist fight it out. The, I know they're, they're, you know, they have they have different ways of, uh, you know, probably different ways of dealing with with stress than we do. I'm not entirely yeah. sure, I, but you can look at Scandinavia, Eastern Germany, philosophy. all different places that have violent video games that don't have this problem. So you can't say that because mm -hmm. it's, you know, there's clearly a difference. And then, you know, the other argument is mental health. Well, they have mental illness everywhere. It's not just in the United States. Well, you know, I just saw an article not too long ago that said the majority of these people that are doing these shootings aren't even diagnosed. They I mean, they can't. Yeah, they're not yeah. even. Even when they study them afterward, they're like, no, this. They're not crazy. This is a hate thing. This is a. It's, this it, is a, is a hate thing. And a lot of times, it's politically motivated, which yeah. then makes it terrorist. Yeah, it is yeah. A, you know, mass, a lot of the mass shootings are terrorist attacks. It's so meant why? To incite fear. Why is it that our government seems to be so scared to use the word domestic terrorist? White domestic terrorists. I think it's, it's it's a thing right now. Why why are we not talking about it? That's a really good question. I I really think we have to ask that question. You know that when Dylan Roof went and shot up a church because he didn't like the race of the people that worship there. Yeah. That's a it's a hate crime. Yeah, but it's also a terrorist attack because it wasn't just that he hated these people and wanted to shoot them. He was making a statement, a political statement to scare to scare people. Right, and that's 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 their whole. That's point. what terrorism is. Yeah, it's to shake people up. I know? think make a statement. We have an image in our head of what a terrorist is and what they look like, and if it doesn't fit that image, people don't want to use. You well, know. what what I always think about it's really the uh, the. Uh, Word, uh, what do you call it when you associate one word with another? Like, um, a, like a word association, or a, yeah, it's just like where you automatically one word, somebody says one word, and you automatically it think triggers another, another one, yeah. So, like, yeah. uh, if I say tree, someone thinks green, or you know, yeah. like, you automatically like grass, you say grass, somebody thinks green, you yeah, know, yeah, like that kind um, of thing. So, so if you say terrorist in America. People think Muslim. Right, people think 9-11. If you think. say Muslim, they think terrorist. They don't yep. think, oh, this is a different religion. 
they think these are terrorists. It's not, it's, it's been portrayed as such throughout the media and now our presidency right. and you know, all this, the political stuff. That's what they want you to associate it with. And there's yeah. another one that's been going around. As soon as you say socialism, people automatically think communists. Right. It's communism. It's the commies. Yeah. They, they have a hard time separating those two words. Different ideologies. Different. Yeah. Totally different systems. But yeah. yeah. No, no, totally true. Uh, I, think I don't understand it. I, I, I think, you know, that's, that's the media over and over again, like portraying these types of things. And it's also how we talk about them. You know, if, if, we, look, if we look worldwide at terrorist attacks, actually religion doesn't really play much of a role in it at all. Um, like uh, I, I can, you know, point to terrorist attacks committed by Muslims, Christians, uh, Buddhists, believe it or not, you know, we think of that as uh, there, there's a lot of um, a lot of uh, violence that happens uh, even in that part of the world, in the eastern part of the world. Um, so it's not really connected to religion nearly as much as it's related to uh, political turmoil is the first thing. So countries that have a lot of political turmoil. Secondly, um, terrorist attacks tend to happen in places where there have been occupying forces. So when you see one region being taken over by an outside country, your sovereignty has been um, been revoked. Like that usually brings in a lot of terrorists. So it uh, didn't necessarily have anything to do with the religion of the country. Political scientists have figured out that this really has to do with outside factors. Because you can, you know, a lot of times we talk about radicalization. You can radicalize anyone you oh, know, yeah. from any religion, or it doesn't even have to be religion. You can radicalize them across the board in all kinds of things. So, you know, people that went up and shot up abortion clinics because they're, you know, they thought that that's what God wanted yeah. them to do to save lives. Well, I'm telling you right now, and I've said it before, and I will continue to say it. Me as a, a brown man in Oklahoma, the Christian extremists are way more of a threat to me and my family than Muslim extremists have or will ever be. That makes sense. So that's your perceived threat. Like that <laughs> yes. danger level is much higher. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you know how like the old cliche of the white woman clutching her purse as the black guy walks by. Yes, yeah. You know, that, that actually happens. That happens to me a lot. I mean, wow. elevators, stuff like that. <laughs> it's like, okay, whatever. So that kind of fear is what brown people are starting to feel when they see a cop or you know these these rednecks with that confederate flag you're like oh like i mean let me stay away from them right, right. and uh you know you're, you're starting to see i'm starting to see a lot more people fighting back and you know this 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 idea that racism is going to be okay again and you're going to be able to just say whatever you want and there's this whole idea that's, you know, we are not our fathers. Right. You know, we're yeah. not going to, oh, sorry, sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. You know, you call, you can call me out my name, then we're going to have some words. We may have, you know, not to throw some hands. And I think that a lot of these people don't understand that it's not the 60s. Right. You know, yes. it, it, nothing's going to protect you from getting your ass whooped if you talk crazy. I know a dude that I grew up watching dance all through the years. He and his wife were at um, uh, some store in Yukon, and this like eight-year-old white man told him to go back where he came from and you go back wow. to his country. The Shine Rapper dude. Wow. Yeah. Let I'm that sorry. I'm I'm pushing your uncle down, or I'm somebody's hip getting broken or something. I might not punch him, but 
and it's it's i don't know i don't know if i can i don't know if i can and that is a cultural <laughs> tension that like you, you think about you know um, i'm not gonna what i don't know how you want to put trump into it but it's things have changed in the past couple of years i felt it you know like i i feel like I'm not saying Obama. He's fanning the flames. Yeah, I'm not saying Obama was the, the perfect peacemaker, but I felt like we had progress. I felt like we yeah. were talking about things. If if nothing else, we were at least talking about things. And now it's like you said, any any you know bigoted thing that you had in your head, now you're allowed to say it. Yeah. You know, and and there's I'm not just saying that. Research has showed that that has increased. Oh yeah. Bullying amongst adults. I've has seen. Increased. I've witnessed it. I mean, yeah. see, the crazy thing is, there are people on Facebook right now that I grew up with you know all these years and going through school people that would sit there and smoke weed with us you know hang out with the brown kids it was like the token white guy that would hang yeah. out you know all that kind of stuff and now they're spouting this trump rhetoric and you know and it's like where was all this whenever you was trying to trying to hang out and you know get you know party with us and try to act like you know we were going to protect you and all this stuff you know and now you're coming out with this stuff and so you understand that uh, a lot of this has been has been there. It's right. been seething. It's been you know they've been sitting there just bubbling and thinking about oh what are we gonna you know you know when is this and and I think I think Obama indirectly had a lot to do with it just because those those racists that had for so long had to keep that race hidden. It just boiled over seeing a black man in office for eight years. His middle name's Hussein, you and, know, and, and I, he's, he's I, a Muslim or whatever. I, I mean, you know, it was it was this this hate that just built up and it swung the pendulum so far, right? That we ended up with this jackass. And it, it's interesting that you said it's not like it's it's not that a change in leadership made people feel this way those feelings were there yeah but we were starting to live in a society where it wasn't okay to express like it wasn't okay to do that kind of thing which is kind of what where progress goes but you know progress in the grand scheme of things it's almost always two steps forward one step back so if you had to like put some kind of like a uh, nice little wrap on it to make it sound a little bit better is progress will move forward uh, and, and I, I, you know, if you were to talk, uh, talk to classical theorists, they would say that this is, uh, just a step back in progress. And now others would say, no, we're going in this direction permanently. I don't think we are. Um, I think that people are this younger generation, they're really different. They don't have the same types of ideas that the older people do. And it's going to change. Here's the other thing, getting it full circle when we start talking about guns and mass shootings, I don't, I don't think there is a perfect formula or answer like I don't think you can look at well certainly don't look at video games but I don't think you can look at just mental health or gun regulations or um, the things you know mandatory background checks all these things and say that's the mad that's the key to what's going to do it because even then look at Canada Canada's got they are a country of gun owner, gun owners mostly for hunting they love guns mostly rifles yeah but they don't have the problems that we do so it's also cultural it's this is a problem that's kind of at the heart of, of, of who we are as well where we really have to have a reckoning of what is our relationship with these things that have been constitutionally protected by the Second Amendment and how does that relate to violence in our country how do we create this place where we all get to feel safe because uh, man, I, I had a conversation with my kids the other day. They were just like, they, they for the first time had heard about that elementary school in Connecticut that got shot up a few years ago. That, yeah. as, a, as a parent of small kids, that just, oh, they have, yeah. they're making bulletproof backpacks. 
I mean, mm-hmm. that's where we're at now. And, and we have to like come together and figure out what are we gonna do? Because at that point, we've got a problem that has consumed us. Yeah, we've got other countries issuing travel warnings. Yes. If you go to, uh, to the United States, don't go to the mall. Don't go to crowded places. Don't go to religious places. Don't go. I mean, this is where we're this at. This is right the United now. States. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and we're, um, we're about to implement open carry in right. Oklahoma. I mean, just constitutional carry. And Everybody that, gets to carry a gun. And they've been talking about that for a long time. And, you know, I mean, for some people, they feel that that's the answer to this because if everybody has a gun, then no one will, you know, no one would want to, you know, to, to, commit a mass shooting, but I don't think that's where it comes from. I don't think no. deterrence has anything to do with it. And I think it's white nationalism. I think it's this hate, this hate rhetoric. I mean, it's been, see, the KKK never broke up. They went into law enforcement and public service. The KKK, it's interesting. They have, they have a very long history that, especially in the South, was part of that, yeah. you know? That when when you look and, and by the way white white supremacy and white nationalists the actual racists the ones who would say yes I am a racist because like ninety nine point nine percent of America wouldn't say that <laughs> uh, the, they uh, they've always kind of been around but they do feel emboldened now and you're starting to see oh, yeah. them in larger numbers they're being written about they've got you know their manifestos or they're putting them all over college campuses and stuff yeah I mean it, it's interesting I, I think there is a connection there was a sign in Tulsa the other I heard about day. that it's crazy I mean I think there is a connection with guns. Point is, I don't think we're going to be able to solve this issue today or tomorrow. It's going to take a generation of change. Uh, probably these younger people seeing this happening around them that give them the motivation to really want to do something different. All right, yeah. So that's that's our only hope. The young ones. This next generation. Yep. I mean, hey, we, you know, I've been talking about it for a while. We're seeing it in politics. We're seeing it in a lot of different places. So, uh, you know, stand up and take your spot. Exactly. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Isle of Dr. Garneau. Thank you all for joining us again. For everybody here at Talk Drive Radio, I'm Thomas III saying peace.